welcome back to Too Long <laughs> Did Read It, everyone's favorite smoke out, let the cat out of the bag, uncloaking, extrication, unveiling, unmasking, bringing to light of the depths of Reddit. Okay. Did you say smoke out? I was using some, I was using synonyms. Smoke out. Okay. I will say that the biggest part of my writing process of this novel is me just looking up synonyms. <laughs> and how is that going? It's it's going. It's You're uh, finding the, good synonyms? Yeah, I'm finding some good synonyms. <laughs> Did you subscribe to thesaurus.com? Because you get more, just so you know. And it's only like a If you subscribe? subscribe? Yeah. Do you have to pay? Yeah, it's like a couple bucks maybe. What? Wow. I think John has multiple dictionary apps on his phone. I do. Which I do as well. What? <laughs> That's why I know what? that it is you. Wait, so they're withholding words for me because I'm not paying? Be- because like withholding some, words for because you? the it'll be like um like this one's is close ish and it might not necessarily work, but like mm. you can rearrange your sentence for it to work. Or like you can put in like something that you're like kind of feeling and like don't exactly know what the word is and then it'll get you to that word wow sometimes i just write totally the wrong word and and uh, that's fine as long as you get yeah. it on the paper and then you change it out later i wanted to say um naivete and i put a uh, nativity okay. <laughs> completely different meaning completely different meaning people, but then i figured it out <laughs> i hear people do that all the time they just so confidently say the wrong word and i know what they mean and it's on podcasts and what can i do i'm not going to email them no you just use context clues and move along i just move along yeah well that's what i'm always like i'm like you know what i mean you know, you exactly get yeah. i get tripped up on words all the time i can see them vividly in my head but they just don't hell come yeah out of my mouth right or i don't know how to pronounce them yeah oh well <sighs> Let's dive into something something juicy. Mm, like my ass. Which is the subreddit Bad Roommates. Ooh. Give us your okay. tales of bad roommates, the gross, the annoying, the psychotic. And if you have the solution to bad roommates, please let us know. Wow. Okay. Okay. Gimme, give gimme. Give okay. This one reads, I'm moving in 17 days. Everything in the apartment is mine, and it has now become apparent my roommates are going to start trying to steal my things. When I say everything is mine, I mean the only things I don't own in the apartment are their food, a blender, and what is in their bedrooms. Everything else is mine. I've started to slowly begin packing, mostly stuff I don't currently need. I went to grab some of my kitchen towels to wrap stuff in when I noticed a good chunk was missing. Only four are currently in the dirty pile and one is on the oven. The drawer has three towels. I own 17 kitchen towels. So that's about half missing. Already I'm a little skeptical of this OP because 17 kitchen kitchen towels is a lot. And to also know exactly how many you have when it's that many. I texted in the group chat asking where they are, and one girl responded saying she took them to her room, like not to use so that I can't take them. What? And I'm like, they're mine. When you get home, put them back. And she said we can discuss when she gets home. What is there to discuss? They are mine. I paid for them. You can't have them. You're welcome for allowing you to use all my stuff these last 10 months. 
So it looks like I'll be packing up kitchen items and stuff a lot sooner than expected and uncomfortable living out of boxes these next two and a half weeks. I know right now it's just kitchen towels, but what's next? (laughs) Also, to be a little petty, there are a lot of things I'm not moving with and will be donating or throwing away. No, I will not leave it for them. I am not nice like that. So I put a box on my coffee table labeled Donate and threw my throw pillows in there that they asked me to throw away a couple months back just so they can see I'm not even keeping them and don't want them either. Wasn't planning on keeping them. Wow. <laughs> okay. But like, <laughs> it's apparent that they're going to take all their stuff, like the the, the OP stuff, just yeah. because the towels are missing. Yeah, I'm not on this OP <laughs> side. I get a bad vibe from the OP. Yeah. I feel like they're I the do. Bad like roommate. I definitely think there are there are pre-existing tensions. This is not the first story. You know what I mean? You need to include yeah. those details. The, those are valuable details you're leaving out because you're going to end up looking like the asshole if you don't put all the details in here. Right. Well, but I would argue that this is probably the type of person who isn't even aware of the details. Do you know what I mean? Like they probably think they do nothing wrong and that their roommates are horrible. But then if we talk to the roommates, the roommates would be like, oh, you wouldn't believe blank. I also have a question. Where do you put 17 kitchen towels? In your linen closet. But they're in, they were in the kitchen. Oh. Where, where do they all go? A whole drawer of dirty towels. Where are you storing them? It's a lot. A lot of towels. Yeah, it's a lot of towels. I Well, I don't know. I, I have had some really terrible roommates. I've also been a terrible roommate. And I do think people get incredibly petty. I sort of think it's funny to not to not want stuff, but not even leave it. That's wild to me. I've done that. What? Just to punish them? Yeah, they can't have it. That I don't understand. I would have to but really, I paid really for hate it. somebody. I paid for it. It's mine. Like you hate them? Yes. Oh, okay. If you hate them, it's a little different. But if it's yeah. just on principle that they can't have your things, but you're no, going to no, donate them anyway, a, then that's It's after a long-standing series of, of bad behaviors. <laughs> so OP added, as soon as that combo went down, all of my kitchen items were put in a box in my room. Basically, that means they no longer have access to any silverware, dishes, pots, pans, etc. I'm not even moving with half of the stuff I just moved. I bought brand new ones, but I'm not leaving it for them either. I told my BF and he was already planning on taking some stuff to his apartment instead of the movers. He said we can move stuff like TV in the living room a little earlier. (laughs) I'm on OP side. I'm absolutely on OP's side. I'm not unless their roommates are really horrible, horrible people. She was already going to steal the kitchen towels. I would also be like, what's next? The last place that I had a roommate, she was using my stuff all the time. And so I like bought a cabinet to go in my bedroom that I kept all my kitchen stuff in. Food and Yeah, so how is that not the same thing? (laughs) I didn't say it wasn't. I'm I'm adding to the story. So you weren't friends? No. I found her on, this is when Craigslist was a thing. Oh, hell yeah, Craigslist. I uh, had a roommate who was someone I I knew. We moved in together and then she would leave post-it notes on fucking everything. Like what? So she would like leave a post-it note on the toaster being like, clean your crumbs, smile. Or she would like put a post-it note, like in response to things I had done. So like if I like left like a sock or something, she would put a little post-it note being like, pick up your sock. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, was I perfect? No. But the post-it notes were a lot. Did you ever confront her about it? No. And I don't think I ever changed my behavior. (laughs) 
<laughs> of course you Why didn't. would I? I don't know. I always just felt like I felt like it was so aggressive, even though it was passive aggressive. Well, the smiley face is so passive aggressive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Opie, I need to know the tea. There's no way they're just doing this to be petty. I want to know why. It's been a long 10 months. I have posted about them before, but I don't keep my posts up. Basically, like I stated, I furnished everything. From the beginning, I knew there would be trouble when they tried to get me to pay more for the quote-unquote bigger room. Okay, to be fair, you should pay more for the bigger room. Anyway, the room is like seven square feet bigger and has one extra window. An extra window is actually a lot. Like there's nothing special like a larger closet, ensuite balcony. I had to chase them down for the part of the deposit and there's been a theme for utilities. They don't clean like at all ever, but they say they do. Yet after one of their rare cleans, the faucet on the bathroom will still have watermarks and the drain will have a red ring or hair in the shower. You get where I'm going. And if I say something like I did, if it's not to your standards, you can do it yourself. And that is to everything. Even when I say, hey, there's raw chicken on the counter. Can you please clean and disinfect it? I know, not wanting raw meat on the counter. Such fucking high standards. They've broken some of my stuff. I can keep going. Now I support the OP. But the thing is, like, also you should pay more if you have a bigger room. That's yeah, my hill. But, but water stains on the faucet, that's a little extreme. <laughs> but chicken on the counter is not Chicken good. on the counter, yes. But water stains on the faucet, that means that there's also just, like, tiny things that they are bothered are by. Are nitpicking. Too. Yeah. Yeah, maybe everyone involved is a nightmare. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I can't tell you all the things that I've done as a roommate. I need plausible deniability. Tell us one. <laughs> no. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you all about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. Right before I found out about this project, my mom made an offhand comment about wanting to write a memoir because she had such a wild childhood and there are all these things she's never really talked to us about. But asking someone to sit down and write a memoir is kind of daunting. So then I got her mylifeinabook.com and now she's getting prompts to answer on a weekly basis and it's a lot easier than just undertaking an entire memoir. I'm so excited to see what my mom does with mylifeinabook.com because she's someone who doesn't always feel comfortable just sharing about herself but having these prompts and knowing that I really want to hear her answers is going to inspire her to probably share more with me about her life and her upbringing than I've ever been shared with before so I'm so excited for that check out mylifeinabook.com and use code just between us at checkout for 10% off create an unforgettable gift for your mom this mother's day that's mylifeinabook.com use code just between us for 10% off today Hi everyone, Allison here. 
Anyone who knows me well knows that I love to read. I am always looking for new books, and that is why I am so excited that this episode is sponsored by Book of the Month. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. It was so fun for me to get to pick which book I wanted to read this month and have it shipped right to my door. Book of the Month makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you can't go wrong. Every aspect of the Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. They have a highly anticipated release at the beginning of each month. Books are delivered in this really adorable bright blue box, and there's a fun app to help you pick your book and track your reading process. They also offer great values on new release hardcover fiction. It's much cheaper than other options, shipping is always free, and with a loyalty program, you get rewards and even lower prices the longer you stay as a member. My first book from Book of the Month was The Husbands by Holly Gramazio. I am tearing through this book. It is so fun. It's basically about this woman who one day comes home and there's a husband in her apartment and she's like, where did you come from? And then she figures out that every time her new husband goes into the attic, a new husband comes out and she's, she's like shuffling through all these different husbands from the attic trying to figure out which one is the best. It is right up my alley and I love it so much. So if you want to take part in Book of the Month and have a brand new book shipped right to your door every single month, go to bookofthemonth.com and get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That's $5 off with code PEDALS. I cannot recommend this enough. Okay, so our next post is going to be really fun for everybody mm. because it is from Riddles. Ooh. <laughs> riddles. So I'm going to give you this riddle and then we'll see if we um, can figure it out. A very rich man has many servants in his mansion. Maids, butlers, you name it. One day as he's about to travel, his night watchman warns him not to board his flight. I had a dream last night that the plane crashed. He's annoyed at first, but since he's also a bit superstitious, he decides not to take the flight. Okay. Later that day, as he's watching the news, he sees that his plane did, in fact, crash. He goes over to thank his servant and then fires him. Why? A very rich man has many servants in his mansion. I know, I know, I know. I I think. What is it? Is the night watchman sleeping? Yeah, the night watchman yes. is not supposed to be sleeping on the job. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Melissa, you're brilliant. How did you figure that out? I, I, when, I don't know. I was just reading it. And then it, when they said they had a dream last night and they're the night oh. watchman. Yeah, you can't be sleeping during the night when you're the night watchman. Mm-hmm. That is really smart. I would have never got that. One time I was like in middle school and we went on a camping trip and our science teacher told us this riddle. And then it took us like the whole camping trip to figure it out. What was it? We could like ask questions. Okay. A blind man goes into a restaurant. He asks what the special is. The waiter says that it's albatross soup. Mm -hmm. He orders it. Then he takes one bite of the soup and starts screaming and crying. Why? So this isn't the kind of riddle that you can just figure out. You have to ask like a series 
of yes or no questions. And this is why you came up with hypotheticals. Potentially right? take two days. Do you want me to explain it to you? Sure. Because yeah. we don't okay. have two days. Well, we really don't. So basically, you find out through your questions that he had been in a plane crash where he had lost his sight. And one of the survivors had fed him albatross soup. But upon tasting it in the restaurant, he realized that he really hadn't eaten albatross soup. He'd eaten a soup made of one of his dead friends. Is that a riddle, though? <laughs> that's like a that's like a, a Stephen King short story. Yeah. <laughs> with the riddle, all the information has to be within the riddle. Oh, what would you call that? A mystery? I would a call mystery. it. Yeah, I guess a mystery because <laughs> there's no definitive answer. So you could just make up your own thing. Yeah. Well, I maybe told it wrong. I'm just telling the details I remember. But wow. Yeah, I feel like your teacher wanted y'all to have some activity to be doing during this trip and just made uh, this up. Maybe. I don't think he made it up. It's very clever. Is it? Is it? He told a story about cannibalism to children. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, but then I guess kids read Lord of the Flies, so. Yeah. We were wow. in middle school. <laughs> wow. That's really something. Um, <laughs> but what a thrill once we figured it out. Yeah. I would be suspicious of the kid who came to cannibalism as the answer. I'd be like, what's going on for you at home? Well, we had to ask a series of questions that led us to the fact that he'd been in this plane crash. Yada, 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 yada. Why do a lot of riddles have to do with plane crashes? I don't know. It's a big event and it really, it really, things can <laughs> get drama. spicy. <laughs> yeah. Remember the one that was like, I can't operate on this boy. He's my son. My son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like you just don't realize that and you don't think women can be doctors. Yep. Because his father died in the same car crash. That's a car crash, not a plane crash. Yeah. This is maybe just a joke. But what do gay horses eat? Hey. No, dick. (laughs) What? I like dicks. They eat dicks. (laughs) (laughs) You know the long one about the bus driver, right? No. Okay, you're driving a bus and um, a guy gets on and he gives you 25 cents and he sits down. And then another guy gets on and he gives you 50 cents and he sits down. Then a woman and her baby get on, but she only gives you 25 cents, but you let her get on. And then um, another person gets on and they're a police officer and they don't pay anything. And then a firefighter gets on, but they do have to pay 25 cents. And then the guy is like, well, why did I have to pay 50 but everyone shushes him and then another person gets on and they're a teacher and they have to pay 50 cents. And then anyway, what color are the bus driver's eyes? Blue? No, they're brown. I said you were the bus driver. Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that one (laughs) because it doesn't solve my curiosity about why everyone's paying different amounts. That's true. You're just supposed to say a lot of stuff to, like, get the person thinking about other things. Oh. It's just a trick. It's a little trick. Yeah. Wow. I learned that from Lamb Chops. Remember the show Lamb Chops? This is a song that doesn't That never ends. It goes on and on. Sherry Lewis, a true icon. You never watch Lamb Chop? Not really. No. I didn't watch things without plots. <sighs> Wasn't there like an overall story the whole episode? No, they just sort of chatted. Honestly, is Sherry Lewis the most famous puppeteer? Maybe. No, the guy who did the Muppets. 
Jim Henson's the Jim most Henson's famous puppeteer. Jim Henson's the most famous puppeteer. Yeah. You're right. Thank you. I love Sherry Lewis, by the way. I Google her. Of course, her name is Phyllis Naomi Hurwitz. Of course, she's Jewish. And she changed her name for the stage. Wow. What do you yeah. think Lamb Chop's original name was? <laughs> Lamb Chopowitz. <laughs> Stanley Lamb Chopowitz. Isaac Lamb Isaac, <laughs> Isaac Lamb Chopstein. Okay, so I found another subreddit that is confusingly just called Stories. And the description is... Introducing Stories, a cutting-edge subreddit for the Reddit nation to seamlessly post, share, and connect through compelling narratives. Our tastefully curated subreddit harnesses the synergy of storytelling, fostering a dynamic environment for experiences and stories across narratives, uniting minds from across the globe. This unparalleled storytelling ecosystem enables users to transcend geographical boundaries. Embrace the spirit of narrative expression while transversing uncharted horizons. Traversing. Okay, this is literally you introducing this fucking show. And then the post I want to read is entitled, Sister-in-law gave herself an enema with coffee. Oh, okay. So after all this about it being tastefully curated and uniting minds across the globe or whatever, this is what we've chosen? Yeah. Well, that's what the posts are. So I don't know if if the subreddit maybe got away from the creators. (laughs) Yeah, created May 18th, 2008. And then this is from this year. So honestly, it tracks with the way the world has gone. Right? I mean, it is compelling storytelling. I clicked on it. Yeah, guess you did. Okay, so this one is labeled nonfiction, which is important to know. So this really happened. Okay, allegedly. My sister-in-law is not smart, to put it kindly. Sure. She has done some very idiotic things during the course of my husband and my relationship, but this takes the frickin' cake. Sister-in-law is incredibly gullible and believes literally anything she reads on the internet. Well, she read that if you give yourself an enema with coffee, you can help cleanse toxins from your body. Oh, no. Cue collective eye roll. Oh, no. Brother-in-law comes home one day to a scary-looking mess in the bathroom. Oh, God. What appears to be blood-soaked pads, towels, etc. Brother-in-law freaks out and immediately begins asking sister-in-law what happened and if she's okay. Sister-in-law gets very cagey and avoidant of his questions. Well, first of all, clean up the blood if you don't want questions. (laughs) Brother-in-law continues panicking, thinking something is incredibly wrong and sister-in-law needs to go to the ER. Oh, my God. Finally, brother-in-law gets her to spill. After reading on the internet that it is healthy and beneficial to give yourself an enema with coffee, she decides to try it. Only she missed one very important step in letting your coffee cool down first before you try to insert it into your asshole. So sister-in-law gave herself an unsuccessful enema with hot coffee and literally burned her rectum. She refused to go to the doctor out of embarrassment. This is my favorite story that I've ever had the pleasure of hearing in my life. And now it gets to Grace Reddit as well. Wow. Well, um, <laughs> I'm just blood. like, how, how, how do you not know to, like, that is very, a very sensitive area. Like, once mm. it, like, even got close to your asshole, you should have felt that it was too hot. Not even, like, touch it. It should, <laughs> I just don't understand. What do you use to give yourself an enema? Like a turkey baster? A tube? 
Um, or a, well, a douche. You, so you could use a douche asking. too. <clears throat> I'll uh, enter here for the gay community. Uh, Thank you. you Just like uh, the assholes. There are like enema kits that you can get. And also, I guess you could use a turkey baster, but I don't recommend it. Um, but yeah, there's like enema kits, like fleet enema and stuff. That yeah. You can get the, I did know that. CVS. Um, what do they look like? What does the thing look like? A little pusher. Like more like a needle than a than a turkey baster? No, not a needle. Not a needle, but like a syringe? More yeah, like a well, bigger than that. Like a ta- is it the it's, tampon? It's like te- a, it's technology? like a douche. Yeah. I don't know what a douche looks like, I'll be honest. It's like a bottle with like a thing on the end. A little squeezy thing. Squeezy thing. Like if you were dyeing your hair. Real Housewives of Orange County, uh, Shannon was doing one on herself, and then the little she thought the little top had got stuck in her butt, and then take had her the top off. What are you husband doing? Come in and look for it, and then they just eventually found it. It was never in her ass. And when I say look for it, he was digging up in there. Next season, they were getting a divorce. Um, oh, no. <laughs> imagine wow. all that being captured on camera. <gasps> That's got to be a choice, right? Like, I feel like if I was on a reality show and I somehow got myself in this predicament, I would play it cool until the cameras If you saw Shannon, she never plays it cool. She is a very (laughs) high-strung person. And this year, a few months ago, she um, was driving drunk and ran into several buildings and things. So, like... Was it because the cap was still her her worries? (laughs) (laughs) I would hope not, because that was like 10 years ago. Edit. This happened months ago, and as far as I know, sister-in-law has not suffered any side effects from this. We are no longer on speaking terms due to how she decided to treat my husband, my mother-in-law, her mother, and myself. Was it to force you guys to get coffee enemas? It was not actually blood on the towels, but a mix of coffee and poo. Okay, that was my question. Because if you're giving yourself a coffee enema, how do you know what is coffee and what is poop? Why Melissa do you need to know? It. I don't know. Just interesting. So since it was poo, that means she did get some of it up there. Like, it wasn't even just a little titch. Ooh, that's too hot. She, like, kept <laughs> bearing through the pain of the heat. Like, this is the problem with, like, online wellness culture is that mm. they will tell you all this stuff. Like, the people that go outside and sun their vaginas only to get vagina sunburns. That. It's you called, did that? Why would you sun your vagina? It's called uh, Yoni. What are they called? Sunning, no, oh no, whatever. yeah, but it's called uh perennium sunning. Yes, sunning. Yoni sunning. I'm a fan. What's the point? What is it accomplish? They say that it's supposed to give you energy, but I just like the warmthness. I've never actually done it, but the thought of it sounds right. <laughs> Bum sunning. But this subreddit is completely different than what I thought this was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be. So when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, first getting into my fan fiction writing days um, on one board that I was on, there would be like someone would start a story and then the next person would write the next couple pages and keep going. I thought that's what this was going to be. Nope. Just lovely family stories about failed animas. (laughs) I think it's one of those situations where the title of the subreddit is too broad. Yeah. But the description was very specific. Very specific. (laughs) Turtles All the Way Down is the acclaimed number one bestseller by John Green, author of The Fault in Our Stars and Paper Towns. 
Turtles All the Way Down is now streaming on Max. NPR named the novel a, quote, sometimes heartbreaking, always illuminating glimpse into how it feels to live with mental illness. Aza Holmes never intended to pursue the disappearance of fugitive billionaire Russell Pickett, but there's a $100,000 reward at stake and her best and most fearless friend Daisy is eager to investigate. So together, they navigate the short distance and broad divides that separate them from Pickett's son, Davis. Aza is trying. She's trying to be a good daughter, a good friend, a good student, and maybe even a good detective, while also living with the ever-tightening spiral of her own thoughts. Turtles All the Way Down is a brilliant novel about love, resilience, and the power of lifelong friendship. As someone with OCD, it is so wonderful to see OCD represented in an incredible book. I think it is so important that we talk about mental illness, both in our own lives and through narrative. Buy your copy of Turtles All the Way Down in stores today and catch the movie streaming on Max. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I'll do one from our dreams. Welcome to the Reddit dreams community. Ask questions and learn about dreams. Share your dreams. Connect with a community of dream enthusiasts. Request interpretation of your dreams. Keep a dream journal. Post links and interesting sites or videos related to dreams. The latest news and info about dreams. Do either of you have an interest in dreams or dreaming? Only because in my dreams, I'm screaming at everybody all the time. I knew this I'm already. so angry in my dreams. I'm my worst self in my dreams. I'm constantly causing drama and being incredibly aggressive. And so I, I, I hope that dreams mean nothing. <laughs> it means you're going to make a great real housewife one day. <laughs> I hope it's not actually revealing anything about me. Maybe that's where you're getting your anger out in your dreams. It has I think to come maybe. out somehow. Yeah, I let it all out on on like dream versions of my loved ones. I read a thing in this subreddit that was talking about how what if dreams are just an alternate reality and you're just going in between realities? You're like, that's real. I hope not because in my dreams, I'm just like falling in love with different dudes like <laughs> all the time. Like I'm just like in loving embraces with men that I know in my life that I'm not even necessarily attracted to. And it's just weird. That's so funny. And I wake up and I'm like, wait, was that real? It's just, and then sometimes it's like exes, but a lot of times it's just random dudes, sometimes famous people. But if it's a different alternate reality, then it, those people might be different than you think. Maybe, but I'm I'm just getting the cuddly lovey-dovey stuff. And I don't know if I even like that. That sounds so much nicer than my dreams. My dreams <laughs> are horrifying. <laughs> They sound so cathartic to me. But I wake up every morning angry because I was just screaming at somebody. Oh, my God. Are they people you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not every night that I'm doing it, but I a lot of times I'm screaming. I recently had a dream that – and this – I wasn't as poorly behaved in this dream as I've been in other dreams. But um, 
I had a dream that both John and my sister got my MPFL knee surgery, that they each got the knee surgery. And then like, they like were totally fine right after and like had like, were able to do all this stuff. And I was like, and then I like started freaking out because I was like, that's not how it works. I was like, and then I was like, well, did I just make up how hard the recovery was for me? (laughs) So you're jealous of them in your dream. Yeah. I was like upset that they were having an easy recovery from my exact knee surgery. I wonder if this is like resentment of you to the both of them that you think they have easier lives. Let's see. That's what I don't want. I don't want to ask that question and then like make up shit that's not even real because of a dream. You know what I mean? But sometimes it tells you stuff. But what do I do with that? Yeah. And then what do your dreams tell you, Gabe? I had a dream that my boyfriend was marrying someone else. And that, you can unpack that. Were you upset in the dream? Yeah, I was surprised. We were still mm-hmm. together. So, like, he so, was actively getting married and didn't tell you before? In the dream, my mom found tickets to Cabo on his computer. And it was for him and someone else to go to Cabo and get married. And you're going to tell me that doesn't have a meaning? Exactly. Stop blinking at me. And your mom was the one to find it? And my mom found it. Interesting. (laughs) Lot to unpack there. Lot to unpack there. So don't act like you don't. So this post, I want to say, this post says, do you have the same dream world that you visit every night? It's like the same city every time. No, I I don't have, I don't really have reoccurring places, but I have a reoccurring dream. What's that? Two reoccurring dreams. One is the floor. I sit on the floor and I pull my own teeth out of my mouth. That's very common. That's a common one. Well, it's common for your teeth to fall out, which means like a lack of control over bad things happening. I'm sitting there pulling my own teeth out, which I've always interpreted to be like, if bad stuff's going to happen to me, it's going to be my fucking fault. And then the other one is that there are zombies. And I don't even really care about zombies or watch any zombie things, but it's that... I'm getting attacked. Zombies, even though they're slow, they're slow zombies, are coming towards me in a house and I can't get out and the zombies are crowding me in and they're going to kill me. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, the dream that I do have that's reoccurring and has nothing to do with me falling in love with men is (laughs) I'm driving in a car and sometimes I might be in the backseat of a car, but I can't, like the brakes stop working and I can't stop it. Oh, yeah. okay. That's my reoccurring one, but I'm always driving. That the brakes mm-hmm. on my car don't work, and I have to just keep going and trying not to hit things because my brakes won't work. And then I'll that's wake one up. of my two reoccurring ones. I usually wake up when I'm about to hit something, or I'll have Whoa. a falling dream that I'll wake up. The falling ones are. Terrible. I saw someone say that people don't dream about cell phones, but I dream about cell phones all the time. In your dream, are the cell phones working? No, they never work. Exactly. Okay, there's this amazing movie called Waking Life. And in it, it talks all about – it's rotoscoped. It's amazing. And uh, Watch it high. And uh, it talks about, like, all the things in dreams that don't work. Like, fo- like technology won't work in dreams. Like, it won't work. For me, lights. And this is also in Inception. How you know that you're in a dream, if you don't know if you're dreaming or not, is that the lights don't work. So for me, in one of my recent dreams, I was like, the power is out. Because the lights in the kitchen and stuff, I me- I went to flick on the lights and I was like, oh my God, the power's out. But when I woke up, I went, oh, it didn't work because it's a dream. Interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. always trying to send text messages and it and like I can't I can't put the right words in. That's yes. a thing? Yes, technology does not work in dreams. That's so weird. Yeah. And wow. lights, electricity doesn't work in dreams. Very strange. I don't I understand. I don't really know why. The human brain. Yeah. Let us know, listeners, why. <laughs> 
<laughs> Technology doesn't work in dreams. All right, should we play Reddit or not? Whose turn is it? I believe it's Melissa. my turn. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to play Reddit or not, where Melissa tries to come up with something that's never been discussed on Reddit. We fail pretty much every week. We win. We win a lot, too. We win I, sometimes. I say, we win. I we used to 50, win more 50. in the beginning. The history of cereal. Ooh, fun. Oh, I bet there's a whole Reddit about that, a whole subreddit. I have a um a book about the history of soda pop. What have you learned? Well, it was medicine at first. It's been around really? to the pharmacy. Yeah. What did it help you with? Well, uh, they also had a lot of drugs in them back in the day. <laughs> oh, cocaine, <laughs> it had right? Cocaine. Not just cocaine, but it had like uh chlorophone and other things, like just weird stuff that we I would not. love to drink some soda with chloroform and absolutely <laughs> Okay. The history of Kellogg cereals under weird history facts began in 1906. I thought cornflakes had were created something to do with sexual desire. Could this be true? Hmm. Wait, yes. Okay, hold on, hold on. I remember this. Um, apparently, the accidental discovery of cornflakes in 1894 changed the course of breakfast history. The Kellogg brothers experimented with grains, left boiled wheat out overnight, which they rolled in the next morning. It formed flakes. All right, interesting. No, no cornflakes. Yeah, cornflakes was invented to stop masturbation. Yes, yes, I didn't and know And decrease this. libido. <laughs> Mr. Kellogg believes sexual desires cause disease and invented the plain cereal to stop self-pleasuring. <gasps> That's so weird. Why did he think that? I don't know. Like, why did he think that it would do that? He was a physician and was uncomfortable about sex, believing it was unhealthy for the mind, body, and soul. (laughs) He never consummated his marriage. Okay. And kept a separate bedroom from his wife. Why did he get married? Because you had to at those days, probably. He adopted his children. John Harvey Kellogg. Look at that mustache. And nobody was writing it. An early proponent of the ger- nobody was writing it because he's celibate. An That's early proponent <laughs> of the germ theory of disease. Oh, Wild. he he understood the me- oh no. Kellogg dedicated the last thirty years of his life to promoting eugenics and segregation. Why? Why do we all eat his fucking cereal? He probably sold it. Ugh, change the name. Yeah, yeah. They're recently uh, changing names of a lot of birds. Because they're named after, they're either a racist name or they're named after somebody that was racist. So birds are about to have new names. Wow. I love that. I support that because they probably yeah. don't even know their names. Yeah. So Ooh. they're, um, it's going to be like crowdsourced. So we can send hey, suggestions too. Love that. Wow. We've learned a lot today. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us. We will be back on Wednesday with a full episode of Just Between Us that you can get access to if you join our Patreon, patreon.com slash just between us. For only $3 a month, you will get eight ad free episodes. And if for whatever reason you can't subscribe, we will be back on Monday with another full episode of Too Long Did Read It for your listening pleasure. And you also listen to the teaser too. Oh, yeah, you get a teaser on Wednesday. Look, we're not, we're trying to lure you in. We give you Mm -hmm. a little bit of the interview. We give you a little bit of the intro. We get the tongue wet. Yeah. What? The tongue's wagging. The appetite. Yeah. Your appetite's wet. Your tongue is wagging. Get those tongues (laughs) wet, baby. (laughs) Bye. Bye bye. Just Between Us is a Gallison production hosted by me, Allison Raskin, and me, Gabe Dunn. Produced by Melissa D. Montz and Diamond Emprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lorenz. 
and production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Brendan Burns composed our killer theme music. Join our Patreon to watch full episodes and listen ad-free. The link is in the description. And make sure to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Discord, and Reddit. 